Hello, and welcome to our very first podcast of all time. I'm sitting here with Aaron Ingbrecht. I'm pumped. Let's go. All right. I'm Chris Walker. I'm a teacher here at Tipton Valley High School. Aaron is also a teacher here. Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Business teacher here at Tipton Valley. It's my 12th year teaching. Good golly, you're old. Yeah, I know. Actually, my 40th birthday is coming up. Oh, my. Um, you know, uh, had a career before teaching in, in construction management, but uh, really felt the, the need to pull into this little thing that we call education. Yeah, this little thing. We've been here for over a decade, so. It's fun. I, I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the people that I meet, and uh, you're one of them. That's so cool. let's hear a little bit about why, how you ended up here and, and all that fun stuff. So my, my very first day, um, so I'm, it's year 22 for me, so I was talking smack about how old you are, but good golly. What's it like to be in your 50s? I mean, 60s. I'm pushing 84 is my issue. Um, but but I, I, you, interesting, you say, hey, how'd you get here? My, my first day here, it was so bizarre. I, I had a, a 10 o'clock interview. And you were hired mid-year. I hired mid-year, yeah. Two, I, this was in um, December of 2000, right before Christmas. I came here and, and did my interview. The problem, though, was I was at Wabash College, Crawfordsville, Indiana, and Tippecanoe Valley. I thought it was in Tippecanoe County. And so it was. It, it's about a 35-minute about a drive from, uh, from Crawfordsville to, you know, to Purdue. And so I thought it would be about half an hour. I gave myself an hour, you know, because I'm super prepared. Um, I showed up about two hours late. And I, I, I decided I came in and it was like, well, time to time to man up. I'm going to go in and apologize for, for wasting everybody's time. And Best I, way to show up for an interview, by the way. Yeah. Show up two hours late. I was two hours late and I was like, I was so nervous because it was, and I walked in and our, our secretary, the secretary at the time um, was unhappy that I was that late. Let's just say it like that. But our, uh, the, the, the principal at the time gave me an interview. He still interviewed me somehow, and he was like, I think, I think he was pretty desperate. I think he was pretty hard up to try to find a great, you know, any teacher, not just. And so he hired me in, and I taught Spanish, you know, for 15 years. They moved me kind of full-time to the English department uh, about five years ago. So, I have a question. Yeah. In that, in that interview, did the principal say, hey, we start school at 6 a.m.? All right. So the, the joke, of course, is is that I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to punctuality. Um, I'm, you know, always here crazy early every day. It's you, true. You always are. are the, yeah. When I pull in the parking lot, there are typically two cars here: your car and then a newer teacher, Mr. Adams. Um, it's true. Super impressive. Every day, uh, and, and I'll get it. You'll text me. Is everything okay? So anyway, we, we came up with this this crazy idea for a podcast. Um, basically, um, Ingbrecht and I would, would just start asking each other fairly, I don't know, I would say thought-provoking would be the word. Random is probably the more accurate word. But we would, we'd come in, and, and I think the, maybe the most memorable one um, was... Why does Coke and Pepsi advertise? Oh goodness, yes. Yeah, and, and we we would do this. We'd have these these discussions, and and it was so wild. But I remember two years ago, this was this would have been when the seniors were sophomores. You'd come into my first period, and we we just start talking, yeah. and we noticed everybody stopped their conversations and were joining in. Yeah. And so last year we were just we thought it was kind of interesting and funny and kind of made fun of each other for doing it. And then last year we had the Coke and Pepsi one that went on 
for way too long, by the but way. It was good. Yeah, but but it wasn't just like I one. Was, I was rallying the troops. Yeah, I was I was forming my own team too, by the way. But we we realized that people were listening, and at least pretended to kind of care what we were doing. So we thought, and 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 over the years, you know, we would have conversations up truly about lots of different things. I mean, we'd have we've had several discussions about religion, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you and I, our faith is yeah. very similar. But I think we both are really intrigued as far as, as asking some of those questions. But even this morning, we were talking about memories of childhood growing yeah. up, right? Like opening a pack of baseball cards and what that was like. And, and so what we decided was this podcast would be something like that, right? Yeah. Well, I think we both want to know what people think. And we love hearing what the other person thinks. Oftentimes, we end up having similar thoughts about it, but... We'll, we'll just take the... We never come at it the same way. Yeah. We never come at it the same way, which is, I think, the interesting part. Yeah. I think that's what, what a lot of people find at least sort of intriguing. You know? and that's what we're going to try to do here. So that's kind of what you're signing up for if you're listening to this podcast. Um, clearly, Aaron Ingbrecht and I, not trained professionals in the podcast arena. Not at all. Um, as a matter of fact, we're not even sure what this is going to sound like when we're all done. I hope it's just recording right now. And all right, go ahead. I'm also sitting here with Chris Seacrest. Chris, go ahead and hit start on that recording now, if you don't mind. Um, Will do. All right, thank you very much. So that's uh, that's just kind of a blurb about what we're doing in our show, and that's kind of what we're thinking about for for this podcast. Anything to add? Let's get to it. All right. Let's dive in. What, what are we What are we talking about today? This This is the brainchild of Chris Walker today. He It was one of his first thoughts and brought it to my attention. And so, so we, the idea, we come back to it from time to time. Yeah, the, the idea with, with, with first thought of the morning, and this is absolutely no joke, we will both wake up thinking not about our families. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes we do, most of the time. Let's just be fair. But in the middle of the night, I wake up thinking about the family where the twins are screaming, and that, that's good enough. Totally fair. And I was obviously we do. We think about our families. We think about our jobs. But but a lot of times we'll just wake up. At least I will, and and I won't have any idea why I'm thinking about this. Right. And my only outlet, especially recently, has been you know Ingbrecht here. So so this is my my first thought, and this is something that I think is at least kind of interesting. So I hope you guys like it too. But I was watching uh, watching football the other day, and I think both of you know I like to spend some time watching a little little foosball out there. But I was watching um, Kentucky playing Tennessee. Close game for the first couple minutes. For the first, yeah, the first four minutes, then it was 14-0 really quickly, and then it went downhill for Kentucky. But I thought it was 7-6 early. <clears throat> it may have been, actually. Either way. I didn't even start watching until the, until the second quarter. There you go. Um, but in the second quarter, it was it was this crazy moment, and you guys can probably go back and, and take a peek at it. But Tennessee um, had an amazing stop on defense. It was third and short, and they stuffed them. Um, and they they panned and they showed the defensive coordinator on the sideline, and the, the coordinator dressed you know head to toe in all um, you know volunteer gear. Right? I mean, it's, this is what he does. But he does this like really weird Tiger Woods like fist pump dance, but it was like an exaggeration of that. Maybe Tiger Woods meets WWE. It was, it was worth seeing. If there were fireworks in the background, maybe we would have seen Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Jake Snake Roberts was also on the side. No, um, 
But it was it was wild because he did this like little little fist pump thing, and I was like, that is such a bizarre move. And the crowd, of course, they're in Neyland Stadium, they're going bananas, they're going crazy. But my my question that I woke up thinking the next morning was was this one. Um, so the defensive coordinator is tied to that defense, tied to that team closer than anybody except potentially the head coach. Tied to the defensive unit closer than I would argue the head coach. Um, and he does the little fist pump. And it really got me thinking that he was celebrating so loudly and so uproariously. I wanted to say obnoxiously, by the way, but I don't want... Is I don't want to... I don't know. It is a, now. We should ask an English teacher sometime. But... Um, but he's, he's really pumped. And what I really woke up thinking about was his, basically his entire identity is tied to that defense. Or the, at least a huge part, right? The entire identity that I know him by right. is that. And that most people know him by. Fair. Yeah. It's, and But he's, that entire thing, his entire identity, or not, again, that's, you're right. Right. Good call. Thank you for checking me on that. But, but, but the mass audience. Yeah. Is tied to that defense. Is tied to that team. And then you start thinking about the players. Their, their identity is tied to that team, to that university. Sure. Those coaches tied to that team. Then it showed the fans going banana land in the stands. Yeah. Their identity, at least for those three hours, is tied to that university. I think that's a fair observation. So my question is really this. Is your level of commitment and your level of involvement, is that proportional to the amount of identity you find in that piece? Whatever it is that you're involved in. So it really kind of opened up this whole big can of worms because those fans were on national television. And all I know of those people in the stands, I don't know any of their names at all, but I know they're Tennessee, you know, volunteer fans. Their identity, at least to a smaller degree, is tied to that team. That coach's identity is tied even stronger to that team. The head coach's identity is even larger of a, of a proportion tied to that team. Um, and then you could kind of trickle down, right? Yeah. Like... I think you kind of veered off into like how identities change over the course of your lifetime. Yeah. How somebody can be so wrapped up into something and then their identity transitions to something else. And why? What, what, what causes somebody who's just all in on something to all of a sudden be like, if they're known for, Oh, they're, they're the biggest Cubs fan in the world. And years later, you run into them again, and they're just not so much. What what causes them to... Thanks a lot, Chris. That was very professional, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. What, what causes <laughs> them to, to become not that? Their identity has changed somewhat. And it's such a, a, an interesting moment because my, my real question became, what is your identity? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a lot of us tend to think of ourselves as being identifiable as a legitimate human being, right? Like, I am Aaron Ingbrecht. I am Chris Seacrest. This, this is me. I'm unique. But what percentage of you 
what, like for real, what percentage of you is a husband, is a father, is a teacher, is a, a Christian, is a thinker? And, and what we, we really started thinking about here was those are, are simply labels that we place on, on ourselves. And so we almost need those labels to identify, at least my thinking was, we use those labels to identify who we are as people, right? Here's an interesting thought. So the, the, in the example of the Tennessee coach, yeah, the majority of the people who know him or at least know of him mm -hmm. identify him as the Tennessee defensive coordinator. But the people who know him the most closely, that's probably much less of a factor. Mm -hmm. For example, I, the, the majority of the people who know me currently would be students. They see me as a teacher. I'm the sure. business teacher at Tippecanoe Valley. There's a, I, I've had hundreds of students. You've had even more. You've had thousands. Yeah, well, rub it in, rub it in. Keep on, keep on going there. I appreciate in that. Your, in your You've 80, 150 million students over the years, old man. In your 84 years of teaching. This is 87 now. Uh, you've had, you, the, the majority of the people who know you and that have worked with you know you as maybe a quirky, enthusiastic, excitable teacher. And the people who know you most closely would be your wife, Susan, your son. Your, your parents, your family members, maybe your closest friends. And they know you as something much more than that in a, on a deeper level. So it's almost like the more well-known you are, maybe the less well-known you are by those people. Yeah, I, I think that's a fascinating concept because when you start looking at, at some, of these, some of these mega celebrities, right? I mean, like very recently and, you know, in the news, I think it was even last week, Tom Brady got divorced from Giselle. Yeah. They got divorced, they were 13 years, question mark? 13 years married. And it, But it, it's an interesting deal because two crazy famous people, but who are they really? Yeah. Right, I mean, and, and every, again, I don't really do social media, I don't really read the tabloids, but my bet would be. You're the ideal person for the podcast. I, okay. Great. You're, living, you're living under a rock. I am. And, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, but you're only exaggerating a tiny bit. I, I'm. But actually, the reality is you're you're much more in the know than you give yourself credit for. All right. So. Well, thank you. That's the <laughs> kindest thing you've ever said to me about anything. But I, I do think it's interesting because my my bet would be if you were to go online and or go to, to everything is talking about why did they divorce? Hmm. Whose fault was it? it? That's my that's my bet. That's my my mm -hmm. theory. But at the heart of that question is, who are they really, right? Did they divorce because Tom Brady is, you know, a, it, if everything was perfect, they'd still be together. If they were both tremendously happy, they would still be together. So why, and so I think that's an interesting point, the way you brought that up of what percentage of ourselves is even knowable for, for if you're even kind of well-known. Here's another question. If you are more well-known, meaning more people know of you or think they know you, mm -hmm. could it be that you are much more likely to be mislabeled? Or misunderstood? Tell me what you mean. Uh, students know me as, as a teacher. I've had hundreds of students, again, 
They see me as a business teacher. They sure. probably see me in a certain light. The other day I had a student say, Mr. E, it's weird to see you in shorts. I was wearing shorts for a practice. You're very professional. Yep. So shorts to school. they see me in a certain nice. light. I saw, <laughs> I, I saw my sock teachers. Hat. That was a good call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, never go against a sock hat. Uh, you know, I saw my teachers in a, in a professional light. Yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. them in a certain way. But I didn't really know who they were. I, didn't, I wasn't very close with, my te- with any yeah. of my teachers. And, you know, the people who know me best, my wife and my kids, I don't even think my kids know that I'm a teacher. I mean, I think they know that I kind of hang out with uh, kids from time to time, uh, that, I, that I help teach. They're pretty young. My, my kids are pretty, you know, my, my oldest is four, four and a half. He doesn't really know what I do, but, uh, you know. He wanted he, to meet me the other day. <laughs> that's true. He, he asked if I had any friends, and I said Chris, and then we couldn't find Chris. So it, it, it kind of ruined his world. It was in a different um, part of the building, even. I, I don't know. I just, I, I wonder, you know, Michael Jordan, you say the name Michael Jordan. Millions of people know who he is, but probably very, very few people know who he actually is. Yeah. They, very few people know him personally. And so I would think that because so many people know who, his name, it'd be easy to mislabel him. I, I think it's, that's, an, that's an interesting take because the notion of, of even mislabeling yourself or being mislabeled by society trickles into mislabeling you by you. I think that we, you and I have, have kind of come across this, that we've got a great deal of students in our, in our day-to-day and our work-a-day lives who have a, a pretty unhealthy self-image. These are folks that, that, you know, for whatever reason, you and I might see greatness in them, but they can't see it in themselves. And and even when, like, you and I are talking to each other, sometimes you'll say something to me, and you'll say it as if I know that, as mm-hmm. if it is a part of my belief system of me. And that's the first time it's ever crossed my mind mm-hmm. when you'll say that about me. Um, and not even, like, not, it, it may be something... Do you have an example? Yeah. Like, like yesterday, we were talking about what our lunch culture oh, yeah. was like. Yeah. And, and you said that, that when, when certain people are in there, the entire culture of that, of the lunch changes. Yeah. By the yeah, way, shout out to B Lunch, yeah, everybody. We are, uh, we have, we have two lunches here at the high school. Um, a lunch, um, uh, is, is the, the lunch that, that we do not eat anymore. Well, I did, I ate a lunch for 11 years. Then you came to the good team. And this is my so. 12th year teaching and my first year with B Lunch. And so I, I, I don't know, I get to see. A lot of times I can sit back and I can just kind of watch it happen. But, but it's an interesting deal because tell, tell everybody what, what you told me. Well, I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but... We were talking about I, what it was like to, to, to basically like, to eat lunch. And we were talking about how, um, the, how people kind of change when yeah. certain personalities are involved. So I think, unless I'm wrong, I think I said when you are there, when Chris Walker is at B-Lunch... It's a lot more handsome. <laughs> it's not what I said. Well, that's what you meant. That's what I heard. How about, no, okay, it's, go ahead. You, I, I think I said that you bring a playful element. Yeah. Is that the word that you're looking for? That's the word you, you nice. used, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's much more playful. Um, and I think you were surprised by that. I had absolutely no idea. And, and it was interesting because that one. But you would know because you're not there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not there when, not when, there, I, not there. when I'm not there. Wow. That's a quotable quote. 
Write that one down, kids. That's a t-shirt waving. If you're not there, you're not there. But it, but okay. So is it fair to say that that's not a compliment, but it's not a put down. It's simply a break even. I would, I would say it's slightly more positive. Okay. It's not negative. All right. Yeah. It's, it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I took it as a somewhat of a boost. I certainly didn't get offended by that, but, but that's one that I, I would never see of myself. And, and I think that what we are kind of butting our heads against sometimes with, with students is they are unable to see, I'm just going to use the word greatness hmm. in themselves. Um, it, it's, it's my working theory of life. And my bet is I'll say this every time on the podcast here, but everybody's a leader at something. Every single person. Um, I've been here 22 years. This is Chris's second year on staff. But guess who I went to to help me record this? Mm-hmm. Right? It, it was not... You know, bringing the young guns. It, it, it was. Yeah, I was bringing Chris Seacrest, who, who knows a thing or two about this. I am functionally illiterate when it comes to this stuff. I'm really, really bad. Um, and... And, and I just, I don't know, I really find that to be an, an interesting idea because I wonder how many of our students, how many of our staff, but like how many of our students define themselves not as who they are, but as what they do, yeah. you know? You're kind of digging into self-perception or self-awareness now. And I know personally, I feel like I've become much more self-aware in time with age yeah. you kind of learn you settle into something you kind of learn um, your own habits and and I do think that priorities shift over time I think that can kind of change who you are and what's important to you um, but yeah so I, I did a little googling I, sure. I, I drum, drummed up the Google machine Google not to leave out being um, but I did some searching and by the way Ben if you'd like to sponsor us we'd be open to negotiating Absolutely, we could bring it up. I could, I could eliminate the G word altogether. Um, so, just out of curiosity, I wanted to know where people found their identities. Sure. And so there's, there was a study done, and and I don't have that information in front of me, but it was a study on what Americans rank as important to their identity, like what, what what they value or what they feel like even influences their identity. Any guesses on number one? Any guess? I've got, I've got the top seven here. Top seven. All right. I don't know why it's seven, but I've got seven. That's pretty precise. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say their, their job would be right up there. Career was number five. Number five. Wow. I would have thought that was one, maybe two. Religion? Religion was number three, the religious faith. Okay. So you've got three and five. Is is race part of that? Yes, my ethnic group okay. is number four. Uh, gender? Uh, gender's not on here. Okay. I wonder if I wonder if that was grouped into it. I don't know. Ethnicity, obviously it's different, but I wonder if it was kind of... I don't know. I don't appreciated. know enough about that to even speak... All right. Um, educational background. Educational. No. Tell me when you want to stop guessing. I don't want to stop. I don't ever want to stop guessing. I want to, 
uh, ability to uh, health. How about health? Health is not on here. So wait, you've got oh oh socioeconomic status, like how rich or poor you are. No. What are you they, talking about? Yeah. They, so number three, you have the religious faith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number four, uh -huh. ethnic group. Number five, career. Some of the things may tie in with other things. I don't know how they group, you know, like... The number of cats they Like family, family Feud, they'll group things together and you're just like... Like somebody will say an answer and... Cactus! Like, well, that's not what, yeah, and... and Plants! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, yeah, I'm done, I guess. All right. Artistic ability? Not on the list, amazingly enough. Number seven was their city or town. Oh, Atlanta. So location, which also is number six, their state. Again, this is Americans. So number seven, city or town. Number six, their state. Five was career, which you got. Four was ethnic group, which you got. Three was religious faith, which you got. It was the top two. How did I miss this? Sorry. All right, all right, let me. Okay. Um, it can't be. So location. We've got location. we got the where. We've got the who. We've got the what. We've got the uh, age. Not age. So there's no win. Good night. Wow, boy. Purpose. All right. All right, I got to know. Number two was simply being an American. Another location one. Yeah, well, but, that's, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I, that seems a little cheap, though. Yeah. I mean, your city, your state, and your country, that's... Right, that's right. We're really looking that's at the top location. five. Yeah. Number one, their family. Yeah. So the old saying that in, in the research study, they said the old saying of God country family was actually kind of flipped around and it oh went God, family country God because family's number one being an American was number two and then the religious faith was number three I, I, I sometimes wonder about about those like I sometimes wonder especially about like about your faith right that that idea of, of faith that we've got like if you were to ask someone point blank, say, hey, tell me what really matters in your life. If you frame it in that kind of context, my bet is most people will eventually mention their faith, hmm. right? If they have any faith to speak of, right? Um, but, they, they'll, but then you almost have to step back and say, well, are you, are you living that? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Because like when when I hear some folks like like you mentioned celebrities earlier, when I hear them mention, you know, thank you Jesus for this championship victory. Yeah. I'm like, are they just saying that, or do they really mean it? Because, right. boy, the, what I've been looking at out here, <laughs> certainly their last seven tweets and their yeah. I mean, it certainly doesn't seem like it when they're kind of those that that piece. I don't know. That's a great great call. So I think we've delved into this identity. I think this is where we're going to end it out. I think so. All right. Um, we've. Thank you guys for listening today. Yeah. We've the the real question that that I'd like to kind of end each of these podcasts with is the real question that we're going to ask. Who are you? Truly, who are you? Are you a label? Are you a sport? Are you a job? But who are you? Until next time, ladies and gentlemen.
This is uh, Chris Walker signing off with Aaron Engbrecht. And we'll see you next time for First, First Thought of, of the, the Day. day.